Blog Talk Radio. This is Zenobia Bailey, and I welcome you to today's show. I'd just like to pause for a moment. With so much going on in our world, and I know I've said that before, but it doesn't change things. There is so much going on. And today we're looking at the aftermath of some of the aftermath anyway of Ian because it's not this particular storm is not over. Many of my relatives and friends are in the wake of it. Some have had it to pass them. And it's just leaving such devastation. And when I reflect on other matters, the pending and maybe in some regions the existent famine. I know Somalia is being hit very hard. We have the crises in Ukraine, the crisis in America, all around us, and even in our own individual lives, there are storms. So today, I'd like to begin with a question when we think about all of that. And the question is this, are you at a place where you'd like help to find your way? From the Bible, Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled Neither let them be afraid. That's very comforting to me. In the midst of the storms, the actual storms that we experience as our loved ones experience, we can have peace. I've been in some of those storms and literally cannot tell you how comforting the hand of God was in my life. It's beyond comprehension, I know. But I want to at least drop that before we start today's show. Drop that. Nugget from the Bible, from Jesus himself, offering all of us his peace. So today's, it's not with the same emphasis at all, but today's topic is don't give it a thought, reckless and careless speech. And 
our author says that reckless is defined as careless, heedless, not regarding consequences, headlong and irresponsible, rash. Some synonyms for reckless are incautious, unmindful, neglectful, unthinking, and thoughtless. Mayhall says, I am convinced that daily, perhaps hourly, we need to ask God to help us bite our tongues before voicing careless remarks that can hurt and even devastate. We need to ask him to help us think before we speak. So moving on. One of the dirtiest, greasiest, ugliest jobs around the house has to be cleaning the barbecue grill. With teeth clenched and perspiration dripping off my nose, I was working grimly at this task. Company was coming for hamburgers the next evening, and I knew that if I didn't get some of the grease off the grill, we could have burned hamburgers at best and a fire at worst. In the middle of the task, I went inside to get some paper towels. Jack, who was trying hard to get back into a regular exercise program, was resting with his feet up on an ottoman. I've walked five miles today, he told me. Without a thought, I said, boy, just think of all you could have accomplished with that kind of energy. The minute I said it, I wanted to reach out and pull the words back. The joy of accomplishment drained from Jack's face. As I went to the basement, God convicted me of my words, which were both careless and hurtful. Going back upstairs, I apologized profusely, and Jack said he forgave me. But the words had been said. I could not undo that. I remembered then the verse that says, he who guards his lips guards his soul, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Careless words are the result of not thinking before we speak, and many times they hurt. May I talk to you for five minutes? Her lying sweet face was distressed. Behind rimless glasses, her eyes glistened with tears. We stepped to one corner of the crowded conference room. Two years ago, she began, after some physical problems and deep hurts in my life, I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. I cried often and had to stop doing some jobs around the church. Then my minister visited me. He said, Unless you pull yourself together and snap out of this, the people in the church are going to stop praying for you. Her tears welled up and overflowed as the memory of his remark made the wound break open and bleed once more. I became so depressed after that. I did have a breakdown, and I've been two years recovering. I cried with her. The minister's words had devastated her. Nevertheless, God used that experience in her life. After recovering, she became an empathetic visitor 
to many hospital patients. The week she talked to me, one had come to Christ. But the fact that God will use even the most ugly experience to train and mold a person doesn't relieve us as individuals as a responsibility of being careful, full of care in what we say to a person. Every time I read a verse about carelessness in speech, I am convicted. One says, reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. In the Living Bible, the paraphrase of that verse reads, some people like to make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise soothe and heal. My sister Joy was dying of leukemia. Her beautiful blonde hair fell prey to extensive chemotherapy. Weight loss and the ravages of cancer both aged and grayed her parched skin. A newspaper clipping of her daughter's wedding was taped to the locker in her hospital room. A young student nurse breezed in, looked at the picture, and thoughtlessly said, Oh, what a nice picture. Is that your granddaughter? Tears formed beneath lashes of one who had been taken as a sister to her daughter a year earlier. Often we are irresponsible and careless about exaggeration. In his book, Tongue in Cheek, I'm sorry, Tongue in Check, Joseph Stowell writes, exaggeration is nothing more than lying about details to make information more sensational, interesting, or manipulative. Exaggeration erodes trust and credibility, two building blocks of successful relationships. When I read that, I winced hard. Jack sometimes teases me about exaggeration. He calls it a writer's prerogative. But I have to face the hard fact that if I exaggerate deliberately with an intent to be sensational, Interesting or manipulative, it is wrong. I don't appreciate it in others, so I can't be soft on myself. When I was growing up, members of my family sometimes deliberately overstated things to get a good argument going. A habit was grooved into my life long before I was married. I have needed the example of my husband, who rarely exaggerates or overstates. He tries to tell the facts exactly. We may also be careless when it comes to flattery. To flatter means to praise too much, untruthfully or insincerely, in order to favor. When we flatter, we may be trying to place someone in debt to us by commending an action, an ability, or a physical or character trait. It differs from genuine praise or compliment by its motive. It is possible for the same words to be a sincere compliment for encouragement or to be insincere flattery for manipulation or gain. I could say to my husband, I so appreciate your consideration and thoughtfulness, 
out of honest appreciation for those qualities or in the hope of getting something I want. In order to know my motives, I have to be sensitive to the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit when he taps me on the shoulder and says, Carol, watch it. The most practical method in my own life to change my thoughts has been to memorize scripture and to ask God to help me put into practice truths such as a good man thinks or speaks. The evil man pours out his evil words without a thought. The New International Version says, the heart of the righteous weighs its answers. In addition, ask God for a faithful friend who will bring to your attention those attitudes and words that grieve the father heart of God. Scripture encourages such help. Yes, it will hurt. It isn't fun to discover ugly tendencies. Somehow, our old nature is always there to jump in and take over the moment we we relax the guard over our lips. However, if we really mean business in obeying God, This area of our life must be put on the altar of sacrifice to him. I am convinced that this is part of being living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. And so, dear friends, again, thank you for listening. Ah, I'm sorry. I just saw that we have a call. Let me take this call. Good afternoon. May I help you? This is Zenobia Bailey. Oh, no, I just caught it. I just caught the show a little late. Oh, well, thank you for listening. Do you have any comments or will you just... We're just about to end. Do you have anything that you'd like to add? No, I caught the last minute of it, so I really don't know. Okay, well, it will be archived, and you will be able to hear the replay. Okay? Great. great. Thank you for listening, and have a great weekend. All right, everyone. Until next time, take care, and God bless you. 